Welcome back to the Victim to Victor podcast. My name is Anu and I am your host. And in a previous episode, I discussed how to deal with domestic violence from an abusive partner and the negative effects this can have on both mother and child. If you can relate to this, then please check this out. Here is a reminder of all the scary things that we know of. Ghosts, haunted houses, burglars and the internet. Yes, you heard it right, the internet. In this podcast, we will analyse how the internet has become a dangerously toxic place. It may be a domain of unbridled free expression, but not all of that expression takes the form of polite discourse. Nowadays, people tend to exploit this openness by spewing hateful and vengeful messages. Cyberbullying is in any form of malicious messages, abuse, name-calling and threats using any kind of social media site. With mobile technology available everywhere, it is an ongoing issue and one that is relentless. Cyberbullying is a coping mechanism for maladjusted individuals who exploit anonymously on the internet. These people abuse their freedom of speech by verbally hurting others with just a click of a button. Online bullying could go with any of these forms, in flaming, in trolling, in stalking, outing, exclusion, masquerading and harassment. All of these have a standard agenda of inflicting distress onto others. Trolling is the most highlighted form of online abuse. It is an internet slang recognised as deliberately inflicting hatred, bigotry, racism, misogyny, or just simply bickering between others by posting inflammatory, extraneous or off-topic messages in the online community. People who partake in trolling are referred to as trolls. They frequently hide behind a cloak of anonymity. They use any environment where they are allowed to make public comments, such as blog sites, social networks like Facebook and Twitter, other news sites, discussion forums and game chats. Many people think trolling is fun. They call it a form of art. In reality, it is insensitive, rude, immature, and often done by bored people who have no social life. They hide behind their phones, spewing hate onto people whom they are jealous of. The purpose of cyberbullying is to create havoc on a larger scale. Cyberbullying also sets at a much faster pace because the internet is available to anybody. The probability of these demeaning posts will be replicated quickly and endlessly. Often the content published on online platforms is very denigrating and can be threatening sexual innuendos, messages of hate, vulgar pictures, libellous rumours and can be done by just one person or a group of people who participate in bullying. As a result, damage from such incidents can recur and echo over and over. Sometimes it can last from several months to several years. Sadistic sorts can take pleasure in creating websites to encourage their persistence. These sites cause a pile-on effect with nasty trollers putting in their foul insults. Some may not realise or even care about the damage that they cause to others and they may even delight to it. Some of the feelings that negative comments over the internet can cause include feelings of being overwhelmed, vulnerable, powerless, exposed and even humiliated. These ferocious, thoughtless, cruel and harmful words could also lead to excruciating circumstances such as insecurities, mental illnesses such as depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, self-harming and even suicide. 
leaving families and friends to live in the aftermath. Now the looming question is, why do trawlers do it? We can explore the possible motives triggered conflicts in dying friendship, jealousy or the breakdown of a relationship. But in light of this observation, we can say that this type of cyberbullying might be viewed as driven by revenge and hate. Some people who engage in cyberbullying would typically be driven by an attempt to gain popularity or seek recognition to feel empowered. They do it for clout and demean others for their pathetic attempt of 15 seconds of fame. Cyberbullies may also be people who struggle with feeling isolated or lonely in society. If they feel ignored by others, they may lash out to feel better or vent their rage at society, hence derive pleasure from annoying and offending others. Some bullies could actually choose to bully in real life or online. Cyberbullies, as we know, choose to be bullies in the digital space, where they can pretend to be anybody so that they can disguise themselves to avoid any direct confrontation. There is no sense of liability, no trail of evidence online uh, for possibility to be caught by a layman, and this gives them more audacity to speak their mind since they are not face-to-face. I just see this way of bullying to be even more whimperish than actual face-to-face bullying. If you have something to say to anybody, whether it's good or bad, then at least have the common decency to say it to somebody's face rather than hide behind a fake facade. Another stance is that to be a bully in real life, bullies need to have some advantage over their victim. This might mean that you're physically larger or much more popular than them. Being a cyberbully, there is no need to have physical dominance or popularity, and so anyone could be a cyberbully. Because the internet is free and accessible to anybody. It means you're on par with everyone as long as you are behind the screen. One of the many drawbacks of the internet is that there is no filtering process. Friends are defined very loosely online. There is no restriction or any feedback function by which the impact of one's actions could be determined as harmful. To summarise, I say it is the three A's of cyberspace, which are anonymity, authority and attention, which lure dormant features resembling the dark tetrad, which is a negative space of personality traits from a human being. Everyone is prone to fall prey to the clutches of a cyberbully. The answer does not lie in restricting our social media movement, but in spreading awareness regarding social and emotional resilience. We cannot deny that most victims are teenagers, women and young men. If you are a victim of cyberbullying, my advice for you is to stay strong. Never listen to cowards who hide behind the screen. You are much stronger than they are. Keep your head high and walk with confidence. Do not ever let other people tell you who you are. Surround yourself with people whom you love and trust. You don't have to be alone. With this, I would like to end on the note that sticks and stones will only break your bones, but words can kill. So as the boundaries between digital and real life is becoming increasingly blurred, we need to ensure that the digital world remains a place for learning, collaboration, discovery, enjoyment, and not an area for abuse. With this podcast, I wish to reach out to fellow survivors of abuse to be the source of light and motivation in their life. I hope to help victims transform their lives just like I did for betterment and the process of discovering their true self. If you are going through cyberbullying, I have a free 12-week self-development plan to guide you in bringing out the superwoman or superman hiding inside of you. The link is in the description below. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Please do leave me a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and do not forget to follow my Instagram or Twitter channel at healing.journey. I'll be back with another podcast soon. Until then, take care, stay blessed and stay empowered.